The golden rule says you should treat others the way you want to be treated. But an unfortunate truth is that idea doesn't account for the driving power of wanting to prove someone wrong or get even. Media moguls Vince McMahon and Ted Turner turned the 90s cable airwaves into an open war zone of professional wrestling with millions of fans. The global superpowers of the 20th century even threw down to be the first to send a man to the moon just as a flex. There are stories where people crash and burn in perceived mutual hatred, too. Like naturalist Charles Waterton humiliating himself trying to bring down American birding icon James Audubon. But that's the beauty of beef. It's funny, it's dark, it's humanity in a nutshell. And it's a triple gold signal award-winning show from Next Chapter Podcasts. I'm Bridget Todd. Join me as I serve up the juiciest rivalries you've never heard of. Listen to Beef wherever you get your podcasts. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is this is what I want to say to you. I don't want to dwell on it. I just need to speak it to you. I this is something that I have known for years and should have known for years, but I I I, I cannot believe how criminally uninteresting Courtney Kardashian is. Like I can <laughs> I have no idea where this was going. I I I just my my friend I won't say she forced me to watch it, but she was watching the the, Karda- the Kardashians, the episode of of just the wedding, which I guess is I don't know if it's its own series I or if it's n- part of I the Kardashian. Sadly, I've not well, been keeping up, so I don't know. It. <laughs> I see what you did there, Chris. You have not been keeping up with the Kardashians. I watched this wedding episode, and I no one at this wedding looked like they wanted to be there, including the bride and the groom. Because they didn't. Nobody. It was, they have now, you know, I love wealth. I love camp. I love anything garish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've they've entered a level of wealth that is now- Not fun anymore. No, it's vulgar. It's like Trump in the late 80s wealthy, where it's just like, we fucking get it. It's. It was. I don't know. The only person that looked like they were having a good time, because I will say one positive thing, is Travis Barker's adorable son Landon. He was dressed in a fierce suit and he gave a very heartfelt speech. He wanted to be there. Everyone else was just like, "Where's the plane? Get me." They. This wedding cost so much money. It made me. I was in pain watching it. The critique forever has been that Courtney is the boring, is so boring and no one cares about her. Like forever. Just, like, for you those know of what you mean? who like, are like, you're just a hater. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. jealous and bitter. Who wouldn't want to spend that much money on something as stupid as your wedding day? 
All weddings are too expensive. A marriage license is too expensive. Yeah. Um, you're anyway. not the first person to say this to me. And it's just occurring to me now. I'm giving no, you it's, my reactions it's, to things that happened in 2009. That's they, what I bring to the table. They used to be so funny. Like I used to love that show so much when it was like back in the day. And then they became too famous. And you can't really have a reality show about like the most famous people in a country. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then it's just about them being the most famous people in a country. And that to me is not fun. I think Kim like, is great. I think Kim is genuinely and naturally brilliant and funny. I do. And I think that I would just watch something about her. I don't hate the rest of her family, oh, but really that's, strange. I do. I don't know. I just think she's so funny. I think she just Chloe has, used I think to she's be, been in on the joke forever. Chloe I used her. to be so fun. Chloe and Chris together was the best thing ever. Like Chloe, like remember when Chris was smoking cigarettes and they poured water on her head? Like no. legendary television. I'm not like a regular viewer of the, no, I, I, we used I to be too obsessed in, in college, but this is like back in the day, like in the old house. Like way, like three houses ago, like they were so good. But now that's just, they're too famous and they're too rich. I don't, it's not fun anymore. No. All right. Enough about that. Let's get to the really, the Speaking most of- important issue of our time of the year is Chris DeRosa's 33rd birthday bash this past Saturday evening at RPM Underground Karaoke Bar in, wait for it. Times Square, yeah, New York Times Square. City. It's on the same block as Fifty Four Below, so a famed cabaret space. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the thing that's funny is that it. I never like occurred that it never like occurred to me that it was in Times Square, but it really is in Times Square. It <laughs> is. Oh, it, it certainly is. And uh, I mean, it's good. Look, as New Yorkers, I think it's good to twirl through Times Square once a year as a reminder why you're not there the other 364 days. And you got to do that on Saturday. I did. And it was also not in the Times Squareiest part of Times Square because it is on 54th Street. So you're sort of north of most of the lunacy. Um, we had no problem getting an Uber on the way home. I will say that the morning of the party, my husband was looking at the invitation and looking at the website for the venue and said, did you know that this was a karaoke bar? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't until he told me that. It did not change my desire to go, but I could see the look on his face of, Where he was am like, I going I have, to feign I a strange to, illness tonight at 745? I have to listen not. to Chris sing weird songs for like four hours. <laughs> you know, that's only, first of all, the party was hilarious. And as regular listeners will know, you and I have not known each other very long. So we're sort of meeting each other's friends and families through like this, this first six month period that we're doing the podcast together and your friends are all so fun and funny and chill. No, they're really, they're exactly the type of people that I would expect you to be friends with. They're all just like delightful lunatics, really. I mean, they're all great. Not a single one of them shy about singing karaoke. Now I am a performer. I'm a comic and I I walk into a karaoke place and I'm like, I need like 45 minutes to sort of read the room. What's the mood? What song am I picking? But all your friends were like fighting to sing first. And, and like sing songs was amazing. That, they, that they had no business singing. Like that's the other thing is that we don't care if it's like bad. Like we could care less. Uh, some of the some of them were good. Some of them were very good. I, of yes. course, elected to sing uh, as my only performance of the night, my neck, my neck back, my back with right. Tom Chacho. <laughs> yes, I did duet. That song is not originally a duet. My friend Tom you made, Chacho, you made who's it been on the show. Yes. Um, we made it a duet and a beautiful one. I think that we brought it was beautiful. I think we brought notes out from the lyrics that many people hadn't heard before, and I think everyone that was in the room when we were singing it now has a new appreciation for Kaya's work. Well, and know that every. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> one thing that happened. Oh, God. One very important thing is that my friends, Michael and Evan, the couple that got married in Italy, were there. You got to meet them. Yes. And I said, Dominic, this is Evan. He's the groom that I was drinking Long Island iced teas with. 
and you berated him verbally. Right. And then we laughed and we laughed and we laughed. And I like gave him the wink and he went out to the bar and bought us two Long Island iced teas that we then split into four cups. So we each had half a Long Island iced tea. And then I forced you to drink half of a Long Island iced tea and took photos of you, which we will post on our Instagram page. And how did you feel about that? It was, it, it was vile. I mean, it was as vile as I remember from my last Long Island iced tea, which I drank when you were one. One years old yes, or you zero. Were one year old. You were, you were technically zero years old when oh, I drank yeah. this Long Island iced tea. Yeah. This was my first Long Island iced tea of your lifetime, Chris. Yes, basically. correct. And it was as foul as I remember. I mean, there's no, there's no way to make a Long Island iced tea taste Good with the current ingredients. I, which not. is why I think that our Long Island iced tea is going to be a fix of the Long Island iced tea. I think that's what's going to happen. All I'm going to say, I'm not, we're not, there's no spoiler alert here. I will, we should, I don't know if I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but a tea company, an actual tea company <laughs> heard the Long Island iced tea episode and has reached out to me. And we are speaking with them about whether or not there will be of fixing famous people, Long Island Iced Tea. I mean, this podcast just gets stranger and stranger with each week. Okay, I, I so don't know. The strangest people are listening to it and reaching out and saying, please put your name on this. And for the record, if you give me a dollar, I will put my we name will on <laughs> anything. I mean, not a swastika or anything like that, but anything that's not offensive to people, I'll put, we'll put fixing famous people on it. So please DM us. The internet caught on fire when we talked about Long Island iced teas. True. When you told your Long Island iced tea story, people like truly went off the deep end. Mm -hmm. And multiple people have reached out. Multiple people that will be guests on this show have reached out saying, I have a Long Island iced tea, tea story. So when I come on the podcast, can I tell it? And I said, absolutely. Sure. It's going to you know be a mean? cornerstone of the yes. entire podcast 100%. eventually. It's going to be like the Long Island iced tea Corner because a clitoral Long Island iced tea would be spelled C L I I T or just clit, and we'll probably just call it Clit Corner, and people will come and tell their Long Island iced tea stories. I'm sure, my mother's going to love the previous yeah. fifteen <laughs> seconds. Okay, so this this hits our DM inbox. Hi, listening to your Long Island iced tea episode. Oh my god, laughing so hard! Thank you very much. My sister doesn't drink around her husband. In parentheses, he's a former alcoholic. We went out, just her and I, to a bar slash restaurant, and she put out of the freaking blue orders a Long Island iced tea. It was like a movie where the DJ scratches the record and everyone in the room snaps their head to look at the person who just said that out loud. The bartender slowly looks up and down and says loudly, the 80s called and they want their drink back. I'll make you something better. So then... So then she says that she can just make it in L.A. water. I was so embarrassed and also laughing so hard. Wow. How fucking funny is that? I mean, he's not wrong, but I, I my guess is that the bartender just didn't want to make it because it's a fucking pain in the ass to make. Yes. Because it's got 11 ingredients and a splash of Coke. But also slam. Like yeah. the 80s called they want they're like that's a textbook slam. That's a pretty good one. And uh my last one was in the 90s. So I I too was out of touch when I drank my Long Island iced tea <laughs> that night. And is like, there more? Are there more are there another, more there's a, there's another really good one. There's another really good one. This is not so much about Long Island iced teas, but it's about someone in the front row of a theater. <laughs> If this was a person that was there the night I saw Grace, no. I, 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 Dominic, I wish, I wish. Okay, are you okay. ready? To, you're I'm not ready. ready for this. I can't. Go ahead. Okay. Just listen to your Long Island Iced Tea podcast, which was hysterical. Again, thank you so much. Dom, regarding your Grapes of Wrath story, I have a similar thing that happened to my mom about a million years ago. She was seeing a play called Slave Ship. You can pretty much tell what it was about. And the I'm entire already done with this story. I'm already done with it. I'm uncomfortable. I'm laughing when I know that I shouldn't be. And I feel like I'm going to poop my pants. Please go on. You can pretty much tell what it was about. And the entire play was on a ship in a circle in the square-esque theater. 
So my mom was in the front row and there was <sighs> a rape scene like right in front of my mom. Jesus and she got so upset that she actually grabbed the actress's hand during it and said, it's going to be okay. Oh a, my God. A theater worker came over and said, please don't touch the actors, ma'am. The only reason she wasn't kicked out was because my dad was the producer and he said she couldn't come to his plays anymore. Oh my God. That is... I have so many questions about it. So her husband was one of the producers and she didn't know that there was this violent scene in it. I don't know. Wow. And again, like we're not laughing about rape. We're laughing that this woman no. interrupted a piece of art to tell, to like console the actor. So I, I mean, the first question I have, and it's sort of a rhetorical question, but to whoever wrote it, your mother was at least as drunk as I was that night, I'm right? Assuming yes. I mean, had to be. That's fantastic. I, I, I hope I, I'm going to do so. I'm going to find out who the actress was in Slave Ship. I'm going to come back next week and be like, find that person because his mother grabbed the hand of Elizabeth Perkins. It's going to be someone famous. Stop. It's got to be. How insane is that? That is a great fucking story. Beyond. The Long Island Ice Tea episode, which we were like, is anyone going to like this, is just jumping off the pages. It's uh, it's merch. I'm going to be mentioning it um, pretty regularly now when I perform. I'm just going to be talking about Long Island Ice Teas. I'll probably have a Long Island Ice Tea special at for your, my holiday shows because holiday when you show. think Christmas, you, should. you think no, Long Island Ice Tea. You teas. honestly should. A Christmas Long Island Ice Tea. Yep. Instead of splash of coke, it'll be eggnog. I, I'm going to throw up. I, I regret saying that. That sounds disgusting. If you're in your car, I apologize that you just threw up on your steering wheel. It is my fault. Please send the bill to Chris DeRosa Productions. That's, dear God. So, th needless to say, the Long Island Iced Tea slash like people like being ab abhorrent in theaters uh, stories are pouring right in. Yeah, I actually I love when people write in when they hear about stuff. Please give us your Long Island iced tea stories. Please give us your people being inappropriate, <laughs> specifically at Broadway theaters, show, because it's yes. it's different than a movie theater. Yes. I want I want to hear your funny, cringy stories like the one we just heard. I don't want to hear about someone stood up and said, this fucking sucks. And the actors had to yell back at them. Those just make me depressed about humanity. I just want to know about other lunatics doing lunatic behavior in public. Yeah, when people um, get in the splash zone and then they start screaming like a woman and then people don't think that they're... <laughs> you mean like you. the story I told? Oh my God, yeah. I was just like, wait a second. I'm not even stoned today and that took me a minute. My God. Wait, before we reveal our guest and our topic, um, just realize everyone already knows the topic because these podcasts have titles. Then they also know the guest too, so I'm just yes. going to get on with it. I so desperately want to talk about the new cast of Real Housewives of New York. I, I for, We forgot to bring it up last week. This show, to me, and I'm never like this, you know, I watch clips of everything. I don't watch full television shows anymore, except for, you know, the occasional drag race or whatever. I, this show is such a home run. And when they announced that they were replacing the entire cast, I instinctively thought, what a, what a horrific idea. Um, you know, this is a tried and true brand, blah, blah, blah. I, almost for, within the first five minutes when it started, I, the first thing I thought to myself was every housewife on every other iteration has now lost their negotiating power because they've just proven that they could replace an entire cast. Oh, you of think so? Any of them. Oh, I, I think so fully. I think that it was so good. Uh, you know, relatable. That's always a question mark. I mean, I don't I know. Mean, if, yeah. are, are wealthy people ever that relatable? But these actual women of means were, I can't believe I'm using this word because I make fun of it after network calls. I have to be honest. They are all truly aspirational, truly self-made, truly, truly fierce people. It's sort of like in that spirit, like having five Bethany's on the show. And I'm being serious. Like they're all, 
funny in their own way. They're all like super accomplished. And it was a very cunning move, I thought, on Bravo's part to leave the drama in the first episode as something very surface. You know, they're arguing about ditching someone at a restaurant. They're arguing about cheese and a cheese platter. And I think it was on purpose. I mean, I know it was on purpose because I think this sort of like toxic and occasionally like violent and aggressive behavior on these shows, I I do think that people are, I don't think they're done with it, but I think they need it in much smaller doses than they did before because not just on Housewives, but on all, in, in reality in general, it's just that sort of toxicity I think has peaked in favor of what I watch now on Sunday nights with this new cast is sort of what, and just like that, wants to be wants it's, to be it's the real I agree. version I, of that i agree that it's what and just like that wants to be but is sadly not and i want to uh drink with all of these women i i thought there were some i liked more than others i'm not ready to reveal those choices yet because it could take a turn and we could be fixing the show before the summer's over but i i truly loved it and i just couldn't they really they freshened up the whole the, the whole genre for me, honestly, like I, which, cause there was a time two or three years ago where I was like, this, this is dead. Housewives is dead, but it's, it's not, it's women who were inspired by the programming growing up or in their twenties aspired to be those yeah, women and now, they now are, yeah, that's, now are yeah. a fresher, I'm going to say more accomplished version of some of those women. Um, and I just thought it was great. And full disclosure, I have a relation. I was a producer on season two of Real Housewives of New York. Uh, and I loved everyone on it. And I have nothing but love for all of them. None of whom would actually remember who the fuck I was because season two was around the time of the Civil War, uh, from what I recall. When so, you were drinking a Long Island iced tea. When I was really, it was in a Long Island iced tea era. <laughs> Um, but I love the show. I mean, I'm a reality producer. And when I got the job there, I was like, wow, this is also a home run. But this was, uh, I couldn't believe how much I liked it. I really was surprised because we've been doing this sort of television for so long mm -hmm. that I was ready to roll my eyes for 60 minutes. And instead I was like, with each introduction, I was just, I was, I was pulled in for real. And now I'm a regular yeah. viewer. There's a lot of mixed reviews. Um, I am reserving judgment because, yes, you have an aspirational life. That's great. Like, when I need to watch you be, like, decimated by something and then build yourself back up. That's what a I, I like watching people in fight or flight mode. And that's because I'm sick and mentally ill. And, like, and I, it's something I say to people a lot is that they're, like, you like thrive in chaos. And I'm like, yes, because my entire job is watching people in flight or fight, like fight or flight mode. Like people I feel responsible for that. I feel but, like when you were in high school, I was producing the programming that were, turned you into a monster. You were, but, it, <laughs> but like, it's that thing where we deal in, like I've watched people be in absolute chaos and then have to deal with them. Oh, sure. Like people on scripted television, like, pay an actor a lot of money to make it look like they're that. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like to make it look like they're in fight or flight mode. Like we have to deal with it in real life. I'm interested to see what I'm interested to see what, what happens. I'm not going to say. My opinion could change not, in a couple of weeks. Who knows? But I feel like it's what I will to fuck up. Right. What now. I will say to you is that, and I probably shouldn't say that much about it, but what I will say to you is that when the two Aaron, who I think is like, I'm into her. I feel like she's like, I like her interviews. Mm -hmm. She, when her and that Brit, like basically Mandy Moore go back into that other room to like resolve their conflict. I was, it left much to be desired. I will say sure. that. However, it's the first episode. I'm like, no one knows how to be the whole first season of a show is like the people learning how to be on TV. Are we wrong? Or am I right? Or am I right? You are a hundred percent right. But what I also loved about this was that they, Threw them right into being in conflict with each other. Well, no, no, no. I, I think that the fact that some of them know each other well, but many of them don't, I feel like they were honest about it. And I feel like as viewers, we that's something we've always known was happening yeah, yeah, when yeah. they assembled the Spice Girls on a show like this. Yes. And that's what this was, where some people were like, I've never been to Jenna's apartment before. I've only hung out with this one 
once or twice, blah, blah, blah. It was obvious who didn't know each other well and was obvious who did. And they sort of came clean about it. And that's part of, you know, the experiment of this show. They're not pretending it's five or six very, very best friends. They're just copping to like, these are some women who know each other. They're connected in some way, but this isn't the Brady Bunch. Um, And you're getting to watch, you know, that's the fun of the show is like, you're getting to watch which friendships will succeed and which will fail. And that's it. And I love Jenna Lyons uh, closet. And I think I might love her too. I mean, I think that she's an enigma wrapped in a riddle wrapped in J crew. And I think that she is kooky as fuck, which is my favorite kind of person. So I'm nervous that there's not enough kookiness. She's her, which I like, but then there's the rest of them are all trying to be the one that's like sane. And I'm like, that's, yeah, but it's episode one. They're still playing the character that they think that they're going to play, but all, as we know, they are just onions. And each week, a no, you're right. Peeled and no, you're right. Start crying. You're right, and I. It's unfair, also, because I feel like they've been on the press cycle for so long before the show came out, and so it's like the expectation is very high. Yes, the bar is high, and they sort of didn't even try to exceed it. Like that. That's why I, yeah. I feel like it was deliberate. Where they were like, "We've seen everyone fighting on all these franchises for many years. We're just going to start this one out." as chill as possible and talk about cheese and get to meet these people. And literally, you know, the first episode's out one minute and for one, one minute. And then everyone on Potomac is on TMZ beating the living the, the, shit the, out of each other. Truly <laughs> each other through tables. Yeah. No, I'm excited to see where it goes. I love a housewives. So it's like, I'm lining up like Salt Lake city started. I was the first one in line to watch the show. So I'm excited to see, I love watching these interpersonal conflicts and like people becoming really good friends and then them falling out. And that, like, I love even like Tamara being back on OC. I'm like, love it. Everyone hates it. I'm like, I love it. Cause like, I just love people that like already are in the mix with each other. But anyway, final thing, guys, if you haven't, bought a candle like there there's like three left so like there's there are a few left and then we will be sold out so like by the time this airs it might be we might be sold out just telling you so if you haven't bought a candle yet this is your last chance it really is your final warning final before you have or subjected to buying a tea a a long island iced tea mix set okay (laughs) which will taste like the candle which will taste disgusting The candles um, do not smell disgusting. They smell no, like they, clean they, linens. They're delight. Yes. But I'm saying like until when, like think about the next thing we're subjecting you to like get in now. Okay. Hurry up. Um, speaking of disgusting. <laughs> let's get into it. Get into it. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, it's time to welcome someone who has been here before and yet is somehow, again, here for the first time. Um, We recorded an episode about Aubrey O'Day's face that went off the rails um it will be available on our patreon when that eventually happens his name is eric arnson he's one of my best friends i met him on my first job ever in new york city iron chef america's final season and he's the funniest (laughs) person i know and together we're mentally unwell welcome eric where am i (laughs) (laughs) like in a little box what's going on this is crazy so we're prepped and ready to tackle oh it's amazing yeah christina aguilera for those that you don't know aguilera what's her middle name middle name maria 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 is it really Mm -hmm. christina maria aguilera all of her names end with an a Hmm. and you know what they say wow 
No, I, I don't. don't know what, what to say? I, I have no idea. I was hoping someone would fill that in. I'm sure someone has a saying for it. I'm sure there's like a musical joke that's got of that. You know, like maybe some of her songs end in an A as well, or at least hey, maybe hey, that's hey. what, that's that what she her. like wants wants it to be. Maybe she wants it to be that note, and it's maybe five or six notes at the same time. So we can get into that as well. She does love a run. She does love a run. She's a runner. She's a track star for sure. Um, sure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let's Uh, start here. I'm going to regret asking this question to people younger than me, but let's just do it. What was, what is your first memory of Christina Maria Aguilera? Um, Mine was the genie in a bottle music video. Obviously, Eric and I are like the exact correct age to be right in the like crosshairs of your Britney Spears's, your Christina Aguilera's, your InSync's, your Backstreet Boys. Like two. And unfortunately, young- yeah, your Jessica Simpsons too are thrown yeah. in. There. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta, yeah. You just gotta roll, roll with, with the, the punches, punches on that one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we were like Jessica's left out of the whole it was Brittany Christina Jessica as far as I was concerned and Jessica however she ruined I mean that of the three of them is in some ways the person who needs fixing the most Um, but she she was a force to be reckoned with oh oh, yeah Chris she absolutely does especially there's been definitely a resurgence I know we're getting into another potential episode which I'd be happy to be back for (laughs) um, where where, um Jessica Simpson's performances has been in the cultural zeitgeist, especially of TikTok, where she's just like wailing and you're not really sure what song it's from, but you know her heart's in it. Uh, Yeah. So, but at least she has her shoes. So there's that. She's like a bajillionaire. Jessica Simpson's, her singing ability has declined as the years have gone on. I mean, the least least talented of the three of them, I will say. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nick Lachey's dick ruined her. Everyone, yeah. everyone that Nick Lachey fucks Lachey turns into you. a social and pop culture <laughs> pariah. Look at Vanessa. You all want to kill her for as, what is yeah. that stupid I've show, Love is Blind, that I've never seen? I, yes. People want to murder her. Yeah. As I've said on this podcast, like I've run her name through the mud on this podcast. If she ever sees me in person, if she spit in my face, <laughs> I should just take it and just be like, I deserve it, that because I have destroyed her on this podcast. It's on site is, on, is what? To quote Eric, <laughs> it's on site. Like if she saw me and spit directly into my mouth, I should just turn around and walk the other way and say thank yeah. you so much. And just or just her. be like, you know, fair, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, but Christina Aguilera grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a stone's throw away from where Krista Rosa grew up. Mm-hmm. Someone who has an A at the end of one of his names, not three. Um, You're always trying to be here. Even back then. <laughs> um, I, well, to answer your question, I remember the genie in a bottle music video. This is like right as Britney's coming to fame. We have Christina bopping on in there with a better voice, with a mm-hmm. good song. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were like the prime like targets for like her early career. Dirty, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, what were the other really good songs? Fighter. Mm. Um, what were her other really? Oh my god, the, um, the voice within a great song that is very overlooked by like so many other like people, but I think is a great ballad. Mm-hmm. What other songs did you have that were really good? Oh, and then obviously like back to basics. But I was like, we were older by then. I mean, not in my spirit. I love that album. In, in in my opinion, that's one of her best albums ever. Because it was also, the package was there, you know? And it even kind of graduated into the burlesque movie. Like, it was very similar to that whole aesthetic and that whole vibe. Um, so that was my favorite experience. I, I also remember, I don't know if I remember her before or after this, but I remember when she sang um, Reflection, which made no sense. From the Mulan movie, yeah. Yeah. And I remember when she did a Christmas song that you kind of forgot what the meaning of Christmas was because there wasn't a lot of words going on, just a lot of oohs and ahs. So I remember that as (laughs) well. What was it called? (laughs) Honestly, who knows? It might have been Oh Holy Night. (laughs) 
She I've always regretted that when Madonna kissed Britney, Britney at the MTV Awards that we never really got to fully see her kissing Christina. And people forget that she was even there. Was there. I think it's if people Christina had seen erasure. it, we might not be fixing yeah. her. I think, the, I think the control room was like, we're going to just pan away for a second. Um, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need to see all that. It was <laughs> it's, yeah, it really is. Because that's what's funny is like Britney and Madonna did go through the ringer. And like Christina really didn't get the flack that either of the blondes did whenever that, no. that happened. No, it's like she wasn't even there. She's like, yeah. can you kiss me again? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, all right. Like, <laughs> they're like, this just, the number's over. They were much more interested in shooting Justin's reaction than the kiss with Christina. Mm, yeah. Wow. That was really a, a cultural reset. Mm-hmm. Speaking of burlesque, Dominic, I feel like obviously you hold a, you know, flame in your heart for Christina a little bit because she starred opposite your queen share. Yes. In, in one the of the pivotal burlesque. dramatic roles of the century is Allie in burlesque. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. In the Golden Globe best film nominated film, burlesque is what we should say. One of Much the best things the she ever did. of everybody. Oh, I, I think she was great in it. I think Cher was great in it. And I, it's funny because my first memories of her were from when the I Mickey was. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Was when I was, I would, was uh, a producer at Ricky Lake and we would watch TRL every day. We were obsessed mm -hmm. with it. Mm. And she, her and Brittany and Jessica were dominating. And that was also when Believe by Cher came out. And so I was always oh, yeah. annoyed when I saw one of these little blonde girls on TRL. I was like, they should just have Cher on the show, which was a nonsensical idea because she was <laughs> at the time the age I am now, actually, when Believe came out. And uh, I love that I associate Cher with Christina because they both shares comeback came at the same time that Christina debuted 98, 99. Mm, and yeah. so I sort of, they've always been intertwined. And so when burlesque came out, I thought, of course <laughs> the universe was seeing what I was seeing at the same time. They belong together. <laughs> Wagon wheel. Watusi. Wagon wheel. Watusi. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I loved that movie so much. It is such a gay movie. It is such just like oozing with homosexuality. It's just like, it's just like delicious in that regard. And even, and Stanley Tucci's in it as well, yes. which is another, which is just speaking, icing speaking on the cake. of, speaking of homosexuality. <laughs> yes. Yeah, speak, speaking of homosexuality, like a better gay than I am. Like, seriously, <laughs> like I could take some tips, honestly. Um, like if he, oh, he, he should do a masterclass on how to be gay. Okay. Never mind. He should. <laughs> Honestly, I would pay for it. Same. I think we all have something to learn from Stanley Tucci and how to be gay. About homosexuality. About right. homosexuality. Well, he, gets, he gets more gay roles than most gay people do. Yes. So, yeah, yes. absolutely. <laughs> and, and what a segue, because we're going to talk about masterclasses when it comes to Christina at some point. So, well, I'm going right a segue that we're taking right now. Dominic, Amazing. are you aware that Christina Aguilera has a masterclass on singing? I did not know that. I'm assuming the two of you have seen it. We have seen it. <laughs> we have it memorized. It. <laughs> Is it about to be reenacted? Because I'll go to the bathroom. We've actually implemented some of the tools that she's. Of course you have. <laughs> no, I don't. I actually don't remember anything that she that she talked about. Just that one, that one <laughs> section where she was coaching people was so funny, and it didn't happen in real life. That's how okay, so that's how funny it was. <laughs> First and foremost. First and foremost, I need you to know that in Christine Aguilera's masterclass, she says the word vibrato as vibrato oh, every time. No. Red, red flag one. Red flag <sighs> number one. Now, you know what? Actually, let me say very quickly, like for a very long time, I said that she was the, like, she had the voice of our generation in the sense that I think that her actual vocal ability is so great that it's like unparalleled. Let me just say that. Can we just say that? Can that be like a statement? I, and I would second that. I think that, especially of that time, I, I think that maybe she was, she's still a superstar, but I think that her God-given talent was overshadowed by the, uh, the technical term is the blobbity blah of the end of the century <laughs> with like 
the Funny insane enough. Backstreet Boy Britney <laughs> bullshit. And I think that she yeah. got overshadowed the way she did at the Madonna kiss. I mean, I think it's emblematic of how she was treated, where the producers cared much more about seeing Justin Timberlake's reaction than they did about showing the world Christina kissing Madonna yeah. and having the lifeblood sucked out of her the way that she sucked <laughs> it out of Britney, <laughs> causing her current state of affairs. Maybe because it wasn't on camera, then like it didn't happen. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't filmed. Like the soul was not sucked. You know what I mean? No, she was just sentenced to work with Adam Levine for eight years. (laughs) Could be a fate worse than than a conservatorship. You know, and in that moment, Dominic, she realized. She said, "In about eight to nine years, mark my words, I will become half robot." And I. This nudity. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. And, and no one will ha- say anything bad about me because I will be part of a machine and that will be my brand for like three years that no one will care about. <laughs> Let me, I know you guys will have heard this story and I want to know if it's true. Is it true that at Christina Aguilera's high school prom, <gasps> I've that this. when they played Genie in the Bottle, Everyone in her high school class hated her so much they cleared the dance floor and wouldn't dance to it. So, Dom, what I heard about that story was that she was somebody's date to their prom. Because I don't think she went to school because nobody went to school in the well, 90s. She was no, I don't know. But yeah, because she was she was a pop star. So yeah. but she was somebody's date to their prom. And Genie in the Bottle wasn't out on the radio at the time. So she was saying like, oh, everybody was saying that the song was dumb. I don't think that's true. I think what she was saying, she was probably being like an asshole and was like, this is my song. Blah! Like, do you want me to sing it? And then, and then everyone's like, okay. No. And she's like, <laughs> and, and she's like, well, like, it's still my song. And, and I don't think people gave her the flowers that she thought she was going to get in that moment. Interesting. We should launch a fixing famous people investigation into the Christina Aguilera we, story, we like, like a cold should. case. <laughs> that and, should be a Patreon where we, where we, all the all the loose ends from the actual podcast will tie up in a Columbo-like moment ooh. on Patreon. And all of those things will tie up in one string because my freshman year college roommate's father was her guidance counselor. <gasps> So I already have a source. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. We have a direct Your source. College to roommate freshman year, that guy's father was Christina Aguilera's guidance counselor. Correct. Okay. Well, he could, I bet he could very easily verify many of the facts. That's what, I'm, the that's what I'm saying is that that could be a one episode investigation because we could just call well, him. <laughs> I'm already conducting the investigation because now, if she even had a guidance counselor, that is at least proof that she was enrolled in a high school at some point. Correct. That's it. That's that's the whole first <laughs> that's the investigation that's podcast we're doing about it. Like, did Christina Aguilera it. go to school? <laughs> we speak with her guidance counselor. Oop, question answered. Episode two. All this to say, you know, she comes out with beautiful, but humongous song. Like, you know what I mean? That album was huge. She goes, comes out with Back to Basics, critically acclaimed, like, Remember, like, think about the songs back on that back, album. Like, back-to-back like, monsters. Yes. Just huge success. And then it's time for her to do a new album. Lady Gaga has come on the scene. There's, mm-hmm. like, new blood in the... You know what I mean? She's not just competing against Britney and, like, other idiots. Like, there's new, real... Katy Perry exists now. Rihanna exists now. You know, there's new blood in the in the wall. There's new blood singing out there that are like ready to go. And she comes out with, isn't it called Bionic? Wasn't that the it's album? Yes, yes. Where yeah. she became and, a robot. And it was they. It was such a disaster that they <laughs> started calling her Flop Tina. <laughs> like her name went from being X Tina, which she got from doing the dirty video, from being like a, a slow like a. A, like slutty like, like triple x yeah yeah triple x dina to being flop tina because it was so mm. poorly received and well, she I was really the gaga effect was was 
terrible on her because yeah. she waited quite honestly, she waited too long because mm. her debut album was 99. I just, just I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. I did not realize that me reflejo, which won some Latin Grammy awards. I might add was yes. her second album. It was released the year after her debut album stripped, which is would could not, not should not be underestimated. It is a masterpiece stripped yes. from tip to tail, absolutely 100% pop filth. It is an STD-laden <laughs> album, one after the other, and it is musically fantastic. That came out in 2002. She then waited four years for Back to Basics, another masterpiece. Mm. But the problem was she then waited another four years for Bionic. And in between 2006 and 2010, oh wow, there were everything. So that, yeah. Everything changed. Yeah. Gaga, yep. what was Gaga? 2008. Eight. So yeah. the whole world changed. So Gaga, who many would say was a ripoff of Christina Aguilera, eclipsed her because she took too long. She should have popped up somewhere album-wise right after Gaga came out, but she waited too long. And when she finally resurfaced, she was a Robocop. It was just over. <laughs> and, and honestly, you're right. It it really went down the rails from there because then she became like cotton candy in one album. Like she literally was just like a floating cloud. And that was the like, tonight I want to touch a bunny. And it, it was just like so bizarre. It was literally just grabbing out of the hat of the suggestion box of whose line is it anyway. And it's like, this is going to be, be my persona for two, three years. And like nothing was working. I truly think that she was in a panic. I true like when it, I, I think that yes. that Gaga coming out actually fucked with her head and her management's head because there were a couple of good songs on bionic like not myself tonight is a great song but i remember when she released the video i was like what are we what are we doing here like we went from full filth whore of script <laughs> to then back to basics which was just like a throwback like so many vocal that tour that she did after back to basics i will never forget she was so it was her Remember moment. She, like she was someone she was who was like, going to entertain us for decades and then came and Bionic she was in and the, was like, like what? Well, remember in, in Back to Basics, she had like the like, it was like the USO. Like remember in the one video, yes, she's like Candyman the performing. Candy oh yeah, Candyman. Yeah, yeah. Like it was very like 50s housewife like bops and it was like yeah, really, like, like 40s, I don't, which I yeah. like. But also like, whore, was, but also yeah, whore. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. One stop shop, make your, make your cherry pop, make your panties drop. It was mm. fantastic. That whole... It was great. She just waited too long. It's always, and, always a danger. And Chris, similar to A Star is Born, even with Christina, it's more like A Star is Porn. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> um, it, it, the burlesque album really was another album that she had. Yeah, so yeah, very yeah. similar to Lady Gaga, how like the star is born in, in your, I remember you were the first one to say this, how it was like a whole album that she was able to put out, you know, like in between yeah, like with the movie. Joanne and yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like with the movie. Yeah. So, so that was like an, another thing in, in its own right. So, so somebody had the great suggestion to get her do that, to do that wagon wheel Watusi with Stanley Tucci shaking her coochie in that movie. And it was great. Um, the track listing of stripped. Oh my God. No. Can't and this is the down. thing. Greater, beautiful. Soar. Soar is a great song. Good Lord. Yeah. What album is what album is the voice within on? Is that stripped? No. That's on stripped. Yeah, yeah. I love that song. I think it's one of her best and I'm very underrated. I mean, she has a catalog. I will spell it C A T A L O G U E. That is how fancy it is. There are so many. Is there a hits. G in that? She yes, L O G U E <laughs> catalog. Oh yes, Lug. Yes. Yeah, she but was like she somehow can't harness that power anymore no like i think she got she's eclipsed so, is what happened she's she got so eclipsed. turdy like she's such a Chris. turd now like i think she's like not <laughs> want to get Chris, you, yeah yeah Chris, get you, you mentioned 
you mentioned she can't harness that talent anymore, but I can tell you what she can harness a dildo at Pride. (laughs) (laughs) You will have to elaborate. The headline is Christina Aguilera wears Hulk outfit with strap on dildo during LA Pride event. I do. I think this was last year. It was last year. And the things, the first line of the actual article says the ultimate dirty accessory. (laughs) It's so, this is the thing. She does things like this and she thinks it's like gonna, like she hasn't, her agent has to be from like 1945. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I think that her agent is like. Just show some tits and ass. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like it's so outdated. Her moves are so outdated and it's so obviously a 60-year-old telling you how to be cool for 15-year-olds. And it's like that's she needs that's a huge problem for her. Cause she's like full five steps behind everyone else. And she like is trying to compete with people similar to something that we talked about in the unaired Madonna episode that we did before she like went to the hospital and almost died. Like <laughs> she, we, I believe she went to the hospital because we didn't air that episode. Yeah, and she realized yeah. that she was. Talented. She had she had she had more to live for. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you both? She like. Christina was like is like competing with people that she doesn't need to compete with and is like trying to be like cool and young and hip. And it's like, no, that's actually what we like about you is that you're not cool and young and hip and that you actually have like a really good voice. An old soul. Yeah. And like like Well, you know what she's done that she did that was good. Like her uh, she should have stayed on the voice, first of all. Like that was Mm. I think her leaving the voice was a mistake because she is an example of a perfect casting kept perfectly casted judge for a show like that because she has a great fucking voice so why wouldn't she be on a show like that and who cares if she had any hit albums at the time she could have written that until well the she's wheels like, the fell credit. off i don't know yeah. why she left i don't know why she left i think that was also a mistake because they like, wouldn't know- let her sing well, here's the other point. That's the other thing. She would try yeah. to sing. She would try to sing every freaking episode. And they were like, stop. Yeah. And, like, and that's the other she's thing like, why? She's, she's a big diva. That's the other part of it is that I think she's like kind of a cunt. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's a big diva. I think she wants to do performances. I think she like really, really, really hardcore. Like, I think she's difficult is what I think. And mm. I, I know I shouldn't call a woman difficult, but like you everywhere did, I see, you just, you everywhere really I see after that calling her a cunt, I might add. So yeah. you're sort of <laughs> yeah. like, I think difficult misogyny is... triple crown you're doing here. We're going to have her make you a sandwich next. Chris? <laughs> yeah. Cunt is, is, is what it is, but difficult. Oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's really just pushing it. But Christina is like the voice, like she is. And even yes, like Whitney yes. Houston, you know, like Whitney Houston at the Grammys, like bowed to her after she sang a song of hers. Like she de- she has the chop. She has what's what's there. It's just like she just misses the it's mark. The, it's it was the marketing. It was something it's about the her. She was the heir apparent. She was Whitney's heir apparent. I'm sorry. Yes. She was like she had the she had the pipes like she was. Better than Britney, better than Jet, better than all of them. She sings better than Gaga. So, what the fuck happened? Is it as simple as she just waited too long? And when Gaga came out, she should have just been like, hold up, bitch, and released an <laughs> album in 2008? I think that she, what I really think is that she, she thinks very highly of herself and not that she shouldn't because she does. She is extremely talented, but I think she's really like thinks that she's like the best thing that ever lived. And I think she probably has yes people all around her. Mm, And I think that she fumbled the ball hardcore because she was like, I'm just going to chill. And I'm, and it's like, no, you need to like, her moves are not smart. The moves may be like Jagger, but they're not smart. But, okay. Yeah. But like so, Jagger, they're, they're they're in a in a K hole somewhere. I'm sure. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I think that she really has. It's sad because when you have such talent that like at a time had such star power that I feel like she doesn't have the star power anymore that she used to have, which is really yeah. sad because she has such mm. talent, like raw talent. But what's so funny is that if you name the best voices of the past couple of decades her name will always yeah. come up but she's just not 
it's like she's still one of the best singers. She's just not the celebrity that yeah. she's the, supposed to be in. The package is gone. Yeah. You know, I know that I keep go- droning on about Gaga coming out in 2008 and she was absent. But I, as I'm looking at her bio now, I do see that she gave birth to her first child in 2008. So I just um, want to correct what I said earlier is that not only should she have released an album then, but obviously this is proof positive that children ruin lives. I mean, it's like, if you're going to be a celebrity, you shouldn't have children. You have to choose. I mean, you have to choose. All this is to culminate in her being like the headliner of pride this year and New York city pride and performing and like last year doing a weird LA pride performance where she's dressed as the Hulk and has a dildo. Another kind of headliner. Yeah. Like again. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, it's just very like, what are you doing? Do you know what I mean? It's just like another (laughs) example of like, why, 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 why? Like, well, she's doing shock value stuff. Like you don't need to do that. Like, but that's what a middle-aged diva does. It's part of the playbook is go to the gays. It's the advice yeah, that I yeah. gave to Camilla Parker Bowles. It's like it is. she's tried to get back in the good graces of mainstream pop, and they're just they're not having her because that that baby of hers, that first child, <laughs> ruined her career. So cool. she's never been able to claw her way back up, um, save for you know her brief blip on moves like Jagger. So she's going to the gays because we will always, I mean, look at all the people who haven't had top 10 hits in decades who are fantastic vocalists, wonderful artists, but you only see them in June. Taylor Dane, Deborah Cox. Where are these people the other 11 months of the year? And the respect should be put on all of their names, but I do fear, unfortunately, that Christina is one of those artists now like we'll never turn our backs on someone who well not someone who released the song dirty with more than one r i mean that meant something to us it did love an overuse of any consonant it's a gay (laughs) thing girl it was like a precursor yep should have seen me in my basement sing dancing to that like a whore and then (laughs) (laughs) it's time to move into our pitches i i think it is my pitch going into this episode was going to be, was going to be past tense. Oh, wow. And Dominic's going to say this is a perfect Chris pitch, and this is why I'm not doing it. I was going to have, I was going to have Christina do back to back to basics. Where she then goes back to just like being a good singer, not being a slut, like not being a hoe, not trying to like have dildo Hulk costumes, but just like (laughs) making good music that's like for the masses that can be played in a grocery store, that can be a top 40 single that she can just like, you know. However, I feel like I've pitched that too many times now. And it's what I said to do for Adam Adam Levine to do. And so... That's not my pitch. My pitch is for Christina Aguilera to reboot the Divas live performance, but it's going to be a primetime show, network television, basically like The Voice, but without the competition aspect of it, where Mm. she sings and brings on all of these people that are like the best voices in America. Like all the people that would be performing at the Grammys that are amazing singers, she's they're they're coming on and the two of them are going to sing ballads together. They're going to do duets. She's going to have musical guests come on. And it's basically just like a variety show, but it's Christina Aguilera and other very good singers that don't get the respect that they deserve and kind of like don't don't really have a medium anymore to sing all the time. I feel like the big network like primetime shows like don't exist other than the voice and America's got talent, which is now just like little kids doing weird things for people to like hit the golden buzzer for it's going to be divas all the time riff doing riff offs, doing songs together, singing each other's songs, doing duets and just really like, remember that picture of like the divas live thing where it's like, it's like Shania Twain, like, um, 
Celine Dion, Whitney Houston, and they're all in like Mariah and they all look insane. And it's just like, <laughs> why was this group of people put in the same like vicinity of each other ever, let alone to all perform together? Like, that's what I want to see all the time. There's like TikTok, like that's like a, a social media like firestorm waiting to happen. But it's Christina Aguilera as the anchor, and she just brings on like crazy ass other divas, and they just are divas to like Mariah comes on and they are insane together. Do you know what I mean? Mariah Carey like gets carried around the stage the entire time, and Christina Aguilera fucking loves it. You know, they just like, 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 like Mariah Carey doesn't lift her own arms up to sing the song and like is being like paraded around and with her group of little men that carry her around. And it's hilarious. And she's just kind of like the resident diva of this show. And then it's a way for these people that actually are good singers on like many of the like new talent, you know, in music that can't sing to come on and be like, remember that we like are good and we're all tuning in. And it's yeah. just like, I know I basically am. like, yeah. it's basically exactly like what all the gays want is like this kind of a show. And it's insane. And it's funny. And there's like almost a variety show, but it's not a variety show. And that is my pitch. All right. I will not, as I'm routinely accused of, I have no plans of invalidating this pitch because I think it is wonderful. <laughs> I am. Uh, oh my god! You know, with Christina, who are we? This is the thing for her so gay nervous. audience. No fixing needs to happen. Like she okay. could, she could wear, she could balance her third baby on the dildo in public, <laughs> and the gays would be like, "We'll see you on the pier next yep. year." Like we don't. We we're with her forever. So if we're going to fix this woman, it's got to be like, you know, for not for the gay audience, but for a respectable one. Yeah. yeah. So I want to see her. I want to see her in much smaller venues. I want her to sort of do what Patty Lapone is doing now and just perform it smaller venues like the Carlisle or 54 below. And I want the name of the tour to be, you're welcome. That's wow. the title of the show. <laughs> and the lineup of this is every other song that she sings in this program is going to be a hit song from someone who was very obviously influenced by her. Ariana, oh, yeah. Jesse J, Gaga, Demi Lovato, all these people who were, they couldn't deny having been influenced by Christina Aguilera. And I would like to, every other song will be one of her hits, sort of like a stripped down nightclub version. And then all the people we've listed are very talented in their own right. I personally think that Christina Aguilera vocally is more talented than all of them. So we'll call it you're welcome because she's just saying you're welcome to all of these people who she's influenced and shadily singing their biggest hits as every other song in her show, as if to say, this is how you should have done it. Like I would love to hear her sing. Thank you. Next cruel for the what is it cool for the summer that what cool is that for the Demi Lovato? i mean yeah, cruel, yeah. cruel for the summer same thing i texted well. cruel summer good lord i'm i'm uh not even stoned this week and i still <laughs> fucked it up but i want to hear i want to hear all of their hits i want her to hear her sing them because a lot of times when all of these artists sing i think of christina instantly because it, it was an inimitable style that should have lasted for decades in the mainstream landscape and just didn't for some reason. Well, it's not for some reason. It's because of her, her child, her firstborn who has to bear the responsibility <laughs> for tanking his mother's career. I was nervous that Dom, your suggestion was going to be to kill the kid. And then I didn't know what we were, where we were going to take <laughs> was, it from there. <laughs> that was my backup. That was my backup. <laughs> Send Dominic. him away. And that's Dominic. my pitch. The you're welcome tour. Christina Aguilera says, you're welcome. That's the tour. That the smaller venue is, I think, key to this entire thing. Yes, and that yeah. you are on to something. But imagine Christina in like Webster Hall, electrifying. Great. You know sure. what I mean? Like imagine her at Terminal Five, electrifying. Yeah, 
See, I truly, think these rings are too strict. big. I think you're saying too it's too big. big. I think that's okay. Regard. Okay. Anyway, I'm. I don't I need want, to. Be, I don't I know. I'm revising be, your pitch for you. But. I want when she <laughs> when she swings that filthy fucking wig of hers. I want a bead of sweat to fly off of it. Into yeah, yeah, yeah. You <laughs> want to be want. hit by that red that red mic stand that she carries everywhere. Oh, I yeah. want to get dirty yeah. with Christina. That's it. <laughs> you're welcome, yeah. Eric. It's your time. I am going to say that I would love to see Christina in a stripped, stripped, stripped off, 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 off Broadway. So, Dom, I side with you. I think your pitch is is so fitting and so humbling. I think that was really the kernel of what we got to today, that she really needs to take a good look at that reflection and and really (laughs) and, and really be like, okay, like here's what I need to do and here's who I need to perform for. Yeah. And I love who, the idea about calling back to other people with their songs. Yeah. That's cool. And who is that girl I see? Because like, it's not. Because it's like, not who I who was in 2002. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A beautiful, a, a beautiful pitch, Dominic, a beautiful yes. pitch. Thank you, Chris. I, uh, I appreciate the compliment. I always do well with the, filthier of the fixables i feel like i've been in the mud so much that i know how to crawl out of it and i'm gonna bring no, but her it's, with me i'm gonna no, drag her by her shit stained dreads right up to where i am now. drag her by that hulk it. dildo and show her what's yes! going on yeah, yeah. <laughs> eric where can people find you so all of my handles, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter is Eric with a K today, back when I thought I was going to have some kind of show and that didn't happen. So that's just who I am. And it's a great way just to know how to spell my name, because if you spell it with a C, I will find you. And who knows what will happen after that. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank Dominic. you so much for having me. Dominic, where can people I find I can you? be found at my website at dominterry.com where you can link to all my socials at Dominic Pupa. And I know that it's the summer, but I'll be announcing my holiday show dates very soon. And I may be coming to your city this December. I can't wait for your holiday show. The, the, the pride show is amazing. Every show that you do is amazing. And I laugh really hard at them. So I can't wait. Well, I think you're amazing. So amazing that I want you to share with the world where we can find you. You're so stupid. Um, You can find me at the Krista Rosa. You can find the show at Fixing Famous People. Write us a review and let us know who you want us to fix next. Thank you so much. I wish you both well. And as always, where's Shelly? Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.